DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined now by Brian Keel. Time to talk a little Cougar football, part of the red and the blue every Friday here. The former BYU linebacker joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? We're doing well. So I'm curious now with these three games coming up, uh, where BYU is going to be heavily favored in all of them. Uh, you like this. It bores you. It bores you, but you think it's necessary and you're worried about next year when they don't have a three-game stretch like this. Not on paper at this point, anyway. Uh, what, what do you think about this stretch of games playing Liberty and Idaho State and UMass? Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. Um, considering where our season has gone, and where, where we've been, it, it's kind of it's kind of good um, that we have. We don't want to call them. I don't want to call them fluff games, but you know there are three games that we should win. Um, you know we really have to stub our toe to lose any of these three games. And so, considering that we're behind on our our win loss record, I mean this really helps us out. Ideally, ideally, you know, we're we're not in this situation. It, it is, it's not ideal in terms of fan engagement, excitement, national exposure, all those things, recruiting. So, I mean, it, it's not great for those, but it, it will help our win loss record. So, and I, I understand it. You know, scheduling in Independence, it's it's not a cup of tea. It's 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 difficult. So. You know, I, I give credit to Homo and the, and the others in the athletic department. Um, I think they've done a good job, and, and, you know, it seems like they're doing as well as they can. So last week you were said you were going to apologize if uh, Huntley played well. <laughs> Is he no longer a game manager in your eyes? <laughs> right to it. Um, yeah, so I tweeted, uh, I tweeted out right as the game was ending. I watched the whole game, and, um, you know, honestly, I was – pretty excited for the first half and into the into the into the third quarter because um he didn't play bad um but it wasn't like he was playing great um i on in my tweet i called him mediocre and, and some new fans took exception to that but um i think he had about 90 yards passing at the half um been sacked three times and the utah as a whole team were, weren't, weren't playing great um they had they were good with which they always are at turnovers and that helped the game um but then, anyway back to, to your question um yes i did apologize i did i did admit i was wrong um because tyler huntley stepped it up um regardless of how anybody wants to say he played in, in the first couple quarters he absolutely dominated the end of the game especially on third down and it was it was his play particularly on third down that won me over um because yeah game game managers when it's when it's third and ten, um, the offense just runs the ball or runs a screen or just gets out of the situation. They're scared um, and they don't they don't trust the game manager. And and it was the exact opposite. You know, he 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 delivered absolutely in the clutch multiple times on third down with big time throws, and and he won me over. He um, he he proved he's, he's much more than a game manager. Is he an NFL guy? Um, you know, so he's he's an interesting. Absolutely, he'll get a look. Um, he's an interesting um, evaluation for the NFL, just because of he has certain skill sets that 
enable him to dominate the college game, which he has this year. And and those skill sets aren't aren't as effective in the NFL. That's not to say that he can't go there and continue to do well. And he's already proved me wrong, so I'm sure he can prove other people wrong. Um, but it'll be an interesting evaluation to see what happens with him, and a lot will depend on how he finishes out the season. Um, you know, he's, he hasn't thrown for a ton of yards. He's been really careful. He's accurate with the ball. He's obviously a phenomenal athlete. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he translates. I, I, I definitely think he'll get a look, like, um, as, a, as an undrafted free agent. I, I don't think he'll get drafted unless he just lights it up and Utah plays well or wins the, the Pac-12 championship game or, or something like that. You know, maybe he, he gets up himself where he's, he's, he gets drafted. Um, but for sure, he should he should go as an undrafted free agent, and then it'll be, you know, if he continues to develop. If you look at where he was a couple of years ago, and if you look at where he is now, um, obviously he has improved by leaps and bounds. And so, if he continues to improve, you know, who knows? See, that's why I'm sure he'll get a look. If you win, you don't turn it over. You're accurate. You're athletic, and you're improving dramatically. They're absolutely going to give you a look. What I wonder, and you've been in NFL camp, so you probably can answer this better than us. You've probably seen the phenomena. There are guys who get one look and one chance, and they're out. And there are guys who look like they get six looks and six chances. I don't know how much teams invest in them or how how long a look they take, but they're going to take a look. Yeah. Well, you're exactly right, and it's kind of weird how that, that works out, what you just said, and it's funny how certain guys just kind of seem to get endless opportunities, and, you know, I don't, whether it's they have a big arm or, you know, they came from a big-time school and, and scouts and teams just get enamored with something like that, even despite them not being able to produce, but, and, and other guys, don't, you know, it's kind of like one and done, but I agree with you. He, he has absolutely done too much to not get a look, so, I mean, I would be – floored if he didn't sign as an undrafted free agent somewhere and and the way he's played he might you know slip into the later rounds and and even improve that depending on if he kills the last couple games and maybe a Pac-12 championship game um, and 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 the bowl game um, you know he can really improve his stock there and then if he goes and kills the combine um, you know, if he goes and runs a crazy 40 and has a, a strong arm, you know, in the combine, you know, he's absolutely going to improve his stock. So the Cougars obviously haven't played very, very well the last two weeks, last two games. And from whether you include the coaches or the players, and let's include them both, where have you seen the most improvement with this football team? Um, so I think – in my opinion, in the last two games, there's been two areas, you know, one with the coaches and one with the players, that to me has stood out the most. Um, with the coaches, it's been the play calling and the sense of urgency. Um, you know, it, not conservative, willing to take chances, um, just aggressive play calling. And it, it's just been night and day, the last two games. And then with the players... It's, it's been just the emotion of the players on the field. And I don't, I don't know if, if everybody's noticed that or if it's – I don't know, but I've definitely noticed it with the players the last two games. And, you know, it, it makes a difference. It, it makes a difference how engaged the players are, how focused they are, their intensity, how – whether or not – just looking at them, their body language, I think at times in the last couple of years, 
you look at some of the players and it looks like they're not even excited to be there. And um, I, 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 that's the opposite, in my opinion, the last two games. Absolutely excited, flying around, high-fiving, hooting, hollering. And that's what's fun. That's, that's what you like to see. And, and then the results speak for themselves. So I'm curious, you know, defensive guys don't always want to compliment offensive guys, and offensive guys don't always want to compliment defensive guys until they get to a certain level where they're just great and they're off the charts, and then everybody will say it. I don't think BYU's been great and off the charts, you know, with 28 and 42 points in these last two games. Those are good numbers, but in college football they're not off the charts. But the thing that I think has been impressive, and I wonder if you find that, maybe I'm uh, wrong about this, but I am just stunned at the way they have moved between quarterbacks because of injuries and don't seem to miss a beat. That, to me, is to make these numbers impressive. If you just look at 28 on a paper, that's not a big number. But when you're bouncing back and forth between second and third string quarterbacks and not missing a beat, that seems to me really unusual. Yeah, it, 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 it's not normal in college football to have backups be that competent. Uh, especially at, at, you know, just average, just typical programs. You know, you go to, like, the big powerhouse programs, you know, Ohio State and and Alabama. And, well, Alabama's not a great example for quarterback, but every other position. But, um, but anyway, the, the, the premier programs, yeah, they got depth beyond depth beyond depth. Um, but the rest of the country, they don't have depth like that, especially at quarterback. It's super abnormal to have second and third stringers come in and the offense just continues clipping right along. So I agree with you, and that has been absolutely impressive. And it's a, it's a credit to these coaches and the way that they've gone about their business and preparing these kids, and it's a credit to these kids who have risen to the challenge, not batted an eye, been thrown out in un, un, uh, you know, unideal circumstances and just gone out there and performed and and so i've just been super impressed i tweeted during the game that you know our 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 deepest position group is quarterback and it's it's a blessing it's awesome to see um and it, it absolutely has saved us this season if when you played you could have made money off your likeness or image how much money you think you could have made <laughs> oh that's a good question um you know, I think uh, I think I could have made. I mean, I don't know how much. I think I could have made a decent amount, especially at the end of my career down there. Um, I kind of. I mean, I don't know. You know, some people would say I have a big mouth, and I wouldn't argue against them. But um, like it or love it, I I did open my mouth. I still do, which is why you guys have me on the show. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. So I think those things helped me get more exposure than I that I otherwise would have. And so I think that would have helped me, you know, if, if these rules were in place back then. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, who knows how much I could have made. I, I definitely wouldn't have turned it away, you know. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what unfolds with these guys. I think I think it's, I think it's ultimately going to be good. I, I am a little worried about how they enforce it and how they regulate it. Um, and I think that that has to be done properly and carefully. But I think at the end of the day, it's a shame that you have these, you know, you talk about Ohio State and Alabama, you talk about these powerhouse programs and the millions upon tens of millions of dollars that they're pulling in every single season. You know, it's crazy that, you know, some kids go hungry, that they can't pay their bills and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm glad that it'll be uh, addressed. 
what will the politics be like in the locker room? We don't know what the system's going to look like, but if the schools have the opportunity to hire someone the same way they hire a compliance person or a strength and conditioning coach. If they hire support staff who are basically salespeople who go line this stuff in the, up in the community so that it's not, you don't have a lot of time as a player to go line this stuff up and do it. But if they have someone line it up, who do they funnel it to? The quarterback's going to get the most, a star running back or wide receiver, right? But how is that going to work in the locker room when some guys just could be pulling down quite a bit and other, you know, may not be pulling down anything? Yeah, um, it, it, it will be, like I said, it goes back to it'll be tricky, it'll be delicate, they're going to have to manage it properly. When you're dealing with, with 18 to 22-year-olds, it's different than the NFL and other pro sports where you're dealing more with 22 to 40-year-olds. And obviously there's the maturity difference, you know, every year of, of life on this great earth. And, you know, kids fresh out of high school, they just they don't have the same maturity as 30-year-olds. And so, yeah, you're going to have some instances where guys are going to be jealous, and especially if you have a, a team – employee that's pushing reps towards certain players and then some players will feel like they deserve more and um so yeah i think that'll be something that'll be that'll be addressed it'll it'll need to be addressed otherwise it can be another issue but i honestly don't think it'll be that much more than what already goes on with politics and preferences of playing time and there's, there's already those dynamics in the locker room. Every single team in this country has players who aren't playing that feel like they should. And they feel, you know, there's tons of guys who feel like they're NFL guys if they could just get the chance and they're getting robbed out of that and blah, blah, blah. So there, those dynamics are already there, but I absolutely think this will add to it and it'll be something that will be delicately needed to be managed. See, I think you would have made a killing for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you were a great player, and you're playing for a prominent program, but you have a different, uh, not necessarily an approach, but a background that others don't have. A, you're local, you know, raised here, played high school here, you have a charismatic personality, uh, and B, you come from a known family. C, you have an interesting background. I mean, I, I grew up in the, well, I didn't grow up, but I my kids did, and I live in the Brighton area, and everybody knows about the Keels. My wife taught at uh, the junior high up there on Newcastle, so she had a bunch of them come through. So you had all that stuff going on, and I think that it's going to be interesting to see if the player then decides to stay local because he's by the time you went to BYU, the Keel brand name, so to speak, was already out there. And so why go to someplace, and I'm sure you could have gone to other places. You played in the NFL, so obviously you were a superior talent. Why go to other places? It made sense financially if with, you know, with the new rules, if they're implemented, for you to stay local because you could cash in on your name even more. What do you think about that? Yeah, wow. You know what? You just kind of gave an epiphany to me. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, and I think you're 100% right. That absolutely, it, you know, if this all unfolds and becomes commonplace, I think you are 100% right. And it'll, it will affect recruiting because players will, they will start to think about how to maximize not just their path to the NFL, but also their earning potential in that path to the NFL. So, yeah, I think you're 100% right. Staying local, if this, if this unfolds, staying local will, will weigh more heavy on kids' minds 
as they decide where to go. And, and if you look around, I mean, I'll just give you guys an example. And this was something that I, I remember hearing and it like blew me away. Um, when I went to the Rams, our middle linebacker was James Laurinaitis, um, star player, played at Ohio State. And there's, there's certain markets that just have rabid fans unlike other markets. And Ohio State and the state of Ohio is a perfect example of that. And we were just kind of floored talking to James because he made, he made more money in appearances in between the time he finished playing at, at, at Ohio State and the time that he drafted. He made more money in appearances than he did in his rookie base salary. Yeah. So you're talking three, four, several hundred thousand dollars in appearances. And it just like blew us away because obviously that market is not present here in Utah. Um, and so going back to your point, yeah, if this unfolds and it, and it becomes commonplace, it will absolutely affect recruiting and it will affect these kids' decisions because, again, it's not just about getting to the NFL. Now it would be about maxima- maximizing my earner- earnings on my way to the NFL. See, that's where a school like Ohio State, you know, the Columbus market is about the same size as Salt Lake City. And the Salt Lake City market is the entire state of Utah. That includes, you know, when you're talking with car dealerships and advertising all that. But someone at Ohio State can s- probably sell cars in Cleveland and Cincinnati, too. So there are some no markets, you know, I mean, going to L.A. and playing for USC, no one's really going to have access to a, a market like that with a brand name like that. So it will definitely accentuate some of the differences between some of these programs. All right, Brian, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for spending time with us. We will talk to you again next week. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a good weekend. Brian Keel, the red and the blue, every Friday right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight. They play the Bucks 7 o'clock, AT&T Sportsnet. The Zone's coverage begins with Jazz game night, the pregame show at 6. Both teams were off last night. Nobody going back-to-back in this one. College basketball tonight as well. Mississippi Valley State's at Utah at 7 o'clock. That's on the Pac-12 network. 17th-ranked Utah State with an in-state game. They're hosting the Weber State Wildcats tonight. That game will be on 1280 The Zone at 7 o'clock. The Jazz will be on 97.5. The Zone. Top of the Wire brought to you by Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. The savings are on at Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Get a new Ram truck for less than when you stop by during the Black Friday sales event. Don't wait to save. Visit today. Ken Garf West Valley Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? What local athlete would make a great representative in office? Well, athletes, there's one obvious answer. Who? Donovan Mitchell comes to mind. No, <laughs> I think he's a really good communicator. He seems very smart. He's 22 years old. We're talking about athletes, Gordon. We're not talking about 60-year-olds. They're all young. <laughs> I know, but some have a little more experience than that. What are you, an ageist? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Uh, young people are smart, too. Easy boomer. Well, he's 22. He know. couldn't possibly know how to do anything. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. Typical <laughs> baby boomer rhetoric right, right. there. Yep. <laughs> Not at all. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
I think it's premature to say at this point. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to support coach and support those players unequivocally. And uh, they're out there battling and they're representing USC and uh, we want them to be successful. But not this week. (laughs) That is USC's new athletic director, Mike Bone, talking about Clay Helton's status as the head coach. Yeah, I think he's done. But I also think, too, there's no point in firing him unless you know who you're going to get. I don't think you just fire him. Okay, now what do we do? Start the search. No, I, I think that that has to begin today. The search? Yes. The, feel, the feelers for the search. Right. And so if you're going to do that, why not just let him go? Because you've already decided. Well, I mean, you only go. got three weeks to go. What's the difference? Yeah. It's here in a heartbeat. So just for, let him. He's earned the right to have some dignity. Let him finish it out. Uh, I believe he has. They were in the Rose Bowl two years ago, so let's not go crazy here. But I, I don't like these, these situations where, okay, you're not good enough, you're gone. Now what? I think you have to have a plan. I mean, to hear Deion Sanders for Florida State. That just feels like a desperate swing for the fences that isn't going to work. He would really have to be careful putting that staff together. He's got no coaching experience. He's never been a coach in a D1 program. No, he's a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, that's my point I'm making is that his name just popped up. You You shouldn't be having names just pop up. You should have an idea. They have an idea, but the president doesn't want the idea. Yeah, but that doesn't count. That's not an idea. Urban, scratch that idea. Now what? And I guess maybe you can get away with it more so at a place like USC because of its illustrious history that you can maybe not be so urgent in your replacements. You can open it up. Who wants in? But we've also seen... At times with them, you know, they went, uh, who'd they go? Erickson, Mike Riley, other guys, uh, Chris Peterson said no, and then they sort of stumble into Pete Carroll. Then he stumbles into some boosters, and away you go. Good times. Those were the good old days. And Norm Chow happens to be available, and he has a home in the area. and, And away you go. And they cash in on the talent that they always seem to have with the structure that they needed and they were dominant for a good long while. Well, it just seems like a matter of time now. They're going to announce he's out at some point, so. Well, yeah, I think in three and weeks. Mike, Mike Bone's been an athletic director for, I don't know, 15 years, maybe more than that. So he would know plenty of coaches. He probably has a short list in his mind, so he's got to find out We'll sign off on USC and who's right. Because I guess you can be a good coach, but maybe not excel there. Oh, I think they're all good coaches. I don't think you get to this level without being a good coach. Can you win at that particular institution? I mean, just about every coach I've ever been around has been a marvel at X's and O's. That's not the tricky part. No. Hiring the staff, the personalities, all of that stuff. Is managing the situation in which you're in. 
Jazz play tonight. We talked with David Locke earlier in the show. More threes, he says. Find a way to get more threes. Donovan Mitchell's been brilliant, but he doesn't think it's sustainable shooting all these mid-range twos. Yeah, I don't and know. And Donovan, yeah. at the end of his answer, said, I still have to find a way to get to the hoop. Yeah, but that's not threes. Fact. I, I don't want him to take threes. I want him to make threes. Fact. Taking threes. You can take a three every possession. If you I, I got to say, when I start looking at stats, <laughs> I look, I'm more likely to look at the percentage than I am at the total number they shoot. I'm more likely to look at the score. We've all looked at the score. That's the first thing. And then what do you look at? <laughs> well, but when I look at the score, I don't care what I need. Everything tells me what I need to know. You can get better in every single area. I, I think some guys complicate the game too much. You know, there, there are plenty of teams that uh, won titles shooting twos. I want to see the ball go in the basket. That's the most important thing. I mean, I, so if I make three twos and you make one three, I win. Over 100 possessions, if you can shoot the three, it's an advantage. Anybody but can I think, shoot it. You've got to make it. If you can shoot it, implies making it. No, no, I, I don't think, think it does. But He's not saying that. that. Locke's not saying that at all. He's saying shoot the three. He's not saying make it. He's. I don't think there's any implication there. He's assuming a certain percentage. A certain level of competence. But the reality is on night to night, that varies greatly. I think when your best players shoot twos, you're at a disadvantage. I think the Spurs are a good team, and two of their better players live in the in the mid-range game. And I think there's a limit to how far they're going with that. And if they had Tim Duncan and David Robinson and Ginobili <laughs> at, the, at his peak and Parker at his peak, I don't think there's a limit to where they're going. I think they're going to the top. That roster had a lot of guys who could shoot threes. Duncan wasn't one of them. I get that. But a lot of the other guys on that team. LeBron's could. greatness is not in his three-point shooting. But his best teams could shoot the three. LeBron does a great job of opening the floor up for everybody else and getting everybody else uncontested shots. Which, to go back to Quinn's postgame comment, is what he said his first priority is. Uncontested. Because guys make a much higher percentage when they're open as opposed to when they're... And I'm all for it. If you have a wide open three, take it. But if you don't, don't take a contested three just because it's a three. I'd agree with that. But how do they get more open threes? The same way you get more open twos. The same way you get to the, to the rim. Ball movement, uh, guys cutting, slashing, making shots, picking, doing all those types of things. This is – I never played the game, so and I'm not going to pretend I played it, but the guys who play it try to make it so technical. College football this weekend. Who you got? LSU or Bama? You had advice for Ute fans who want to root in this. You think there's an advantage to Bama winning? I do. Because I think they can spin it. Oh, Tua Tagovailoa wasn't at his best in this and that. Rationalize a way to get a second SEC team into the tournament. Well, they're going to get one. I think so. I'd be surprised if there were not two. There's too many good teams. If there's two SEC teams tournament, start again. If there's two Mm -hmm. SEC teams in the 14 tournament, then the Big 12 and Pac-12, it's over. There's no reason to game out scenarios. That first poll told us everything we know. You're not in, and you're not in. Well, SEC, come on down. They put Penn State in at fourth. They put 
Georgia in at fifth. Five. Yeah. So they're telling the Pac-12, you're not in. Three of the top five are SEC teams. Because there were yeah, and so now you're going to tell me that two of them are not. They're not going to get two. Auburn, we need this some is, help. This is an entertainment show. They don't just do it. They don't send out a press release. ESPN does it in between games of college basketball. Will people finally understand this isn't about sports and competition? This is about making money from an entertainment perspective, and that's the way they do it. They didn't just randomly choose to send Herb Street and his buddies to New York then and show them standing watching the games as we approach it as if it's so dramatic. I mean, come on. And the SEC is going to draw a hell of a lot more than Oregon and Utah are ever going to draw. They're going to draw combined. So then it doesn't matter who wins Bam LSU. They're both getting in anyway. Oh, I don't know that. Uh, two are getting in. I don't know which Georgia two. could win. If yeah. Georgia wins the SEC title game. Right. Then the Bam LSU loser is out. Right. Exactly. But if Georgia loses, that's their second loss and they're out. And then Bam and LSU are both in. Okay. I can buy that for sure, yeah. Particularly if it's a close game. I, or I, I'm kind of hoping for an overtime game, 3 nothing. <laughs> That's boring. <laughs> yes. Don't do that again. Exactly. You've been warned. Yes. You've been warned. The stove is hot. We went through that a few years back, remember? Yeah, but now that – I do remember that, yes. But Orgeron's opened up LSU and they're not playing 3 nothing. I know. It's not going games. to happen. I know. You're and, right. And honestly – They've done a pretty good job at Alabama of trying to open it up, too. I, I got it. Uh, Tonga Valoa is, you know, 50%, then maybe it's a different deal. But if he's on his game, this could be 41-35. From the Pac-12 perspective, 3 nothing in overtime. So I would, would tell you my, then my that I think the only way to keep two SC teams out is if LSU beats Bama and then Auburn wins the rivalry game, mm-hmm. Bama's out. Yeah. And then LSU beats Georgia, and Georgia's out. That's the most likely path to a one SEC team in the tourney i also think the other thing that can open the door and it's not it doesn't seem likely but the other thing that could open the door for the big 12 or the pac 12 is for somebody to shock clemson for clemson just have a shocker turn it over five times they already had it and it was north carolina and they got out of it yeah they had their scary game north carolina that ridiculous decision to go for two too much time was left on a clock the Tar Heels blew it for everybody. Yeah. I, they, they've got to play Wake Forest. That's their tough regular season game. And then the ACC title game. Uh, I would say that's their hardest. Hardest. Not their toughest. Their, not, not tough, but the toughest. Yeah. Right. I'd be surprised. Because they may go out and win that thing by four touchdowns anyway. Yes. College football this weekend. Uh, BYU, what do you think? Three TDs? They win this big? Is their defense going to get stops or is... Liberty going to score. I think Liberty has a shot to move the ball. But are they going to score touchdowns? Because if they kick field goals, that's the thing about depending on a wide receiver. And if you hit on big plays, you get the touchdowns, but you can get in the red zone. Well, yeah, but, but just they may not score, but I'm, I'm saying they can still move the ball. I don't know what it's the drives are going to culminate in, but I suspect if I were a BYU fan going to this game, I would be okay with it because – they, they do have this NFL receiver. They do have a senior quarterback. Uh, maybe the, it could be a little bit of some form of competition. Not Next week is going to be a complete and total waste of time. Next two weeks. Most likely. But you're not going to the UMass game, so it right. doesn't matter as much. That's a 10 a.m. game back there, and Liberty's already beaten UMass 63-21. to 21, So 
Any drama yeah. you were feeling? You know, UMass beat the beat the Y, so there's a chance. Not this team. Andy Isabella isn't walking through that door. <laughs> College basketball. A little geeked up for Weber State and Utah State tonight or San Diego State and BYU tomorrow? Mississippi oh, Valley State man. and Utah. That's a W. That's over I'm already. I'm fired up for Andre Miller coming to town, playing the Utes. <laughs> 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 uh, the uh, the games that I would have interest anytime there's locals playing, I'm interested. And then obviously San Diego State and BYU. Although for BYU, you know, d- sucks that Ch- that Childs can't play. They're not they're not going to have their team till next month. But let's see what they can do, man. Make if they the can win a few the- ball games between now and then. That's Maybe this news. will end up being a good win. See how good San Diego State is this year. Oh, I think it's a decent win either way, yeah. San Diego State, I mean, they made the tournament last year, didn't they? Or was it two years? Yeah, they made it last year, didn't they? DJ and PK, ago? we are brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. It's time for your feedback on today's show, everything you think. About today's show, brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. People weighing in on today's show. <laughs> it's a hell of a show, though, you got to admit. <laughs> the Kiel Zone goes on with DJ and PK and gets asked about Huntley and the Utes. What unfair questioning. He's there to talk BYU football, and that's what they come up with. Apparently you didn't listen last week. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I suck. I mean, there's no doubt about it, though. I mean, and, and, uh, you I, hadn't asked it, I would have. And I'm biased towards Utah. I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. I mean, I think it's obvious. Just look at my background. I grew up in Jersey, a hardcore Ute fan. I mean, I wore my red constantly. And Doug Howard or... Juwan Howard, or who was the coach? Somebody named Howard, wasn't it? Mike Howard? Oh, Wayne Howard. Wayne Howard, there you go. <laughs> There's too much religion in this rivalry. I did not like that at all. Not enough, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about making money. Yeah, that's why I didn't say off, anything. You spoke of the, most of the time. Off of the image. <laughs> PK, DJ but, couldn't make any money off his image. Maybe a bag of popcorn and a warm Diet Coke. Paycheck you, is why I live in Utah. Uh, paychecks. Uh, two Zs and a whole lot of zeros. <laughs> you saved the school 600 grand? 600,000. Wow. That's Thursday. <laughs> Think about this, though. The local kid starts cultivating his reputation his image especially if you're a skilled position player from a football family or both yeah i mean brian keel the keel family they, right and it's a big extended family and they live over my area and so it's a brand name right he goes to brighton why go to to washington or wherever stay here yep You've uh, already started yeah. something. You're a good kid. Everybody loves Brian Geel. Even you fans, they scratch their head. But the, the guy we used to go, I think, bye week, sit in the stands. Right. He's a local if, guy through and through. But Keel, Kafusi, yeah. Doman, there's a list of local names you could run through. Mahi. Yeah. Yeah. On and on. And so you build that 
by the time you're your junior year, you usually know who's who, and so you build that, and then you go in with a rep because there's very few guys that just blossom out of nowhere, and at least they're high school stars, right? Very few guys who aren't at least some level of a high school player. There are not many Ziggy Ansas running around, coming out of nowhere. Yeah, they you know they may not have been a five star, but at the high school level they were still somebody. And so you build that. You've already built the brand name, and then allow you when you go to college to cash in on it. I, there's all sorts of unintended consequences with this thing, but to me that 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 should help local recruiting. Dave says, don't let PK sing Elvis just because he's pretty. <laughs> you brought up earlier, Elvis. I didn't bring up Elvis. Oh. Somebody else said. I think it was Cunther. Oh, it was. Okay. He it said, Gunther, Gunther he said, brings up Gunther, Elvis. Yeah. I don't have any Elvis of you. so you. No, I don't. as you say, I don't really. Of all the things yeah. you've done, that's not one of them. <laughs> we don't have an Elvis. It's not my time. Although I certainly is pre- appreciate the I know, but he's Elvis, celebrity so he's of, of Elvis and the He's one of the just, you know, there's three or four guys that are at the top. Judy, Judy, Judy! Ah! <laughs> That's the closest contemporary I think we've got is the Beatles. Walter is spinning. <laughs> I, under, I respect Elvis, Elvis's celebrity for sure. All right, we are out of time. We will see you Sunday night on Talking Sports. Enjoy the games this weekend, and we'll be back here Monday from 6 to 10 on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.